0: Good morning everyone. It's Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dan. and it's time for today's episode of the Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. It's Tuesday. We've got lots of wonderful things to cover this week. But this time, I thought I'd tell you, uh, I want to tell you about something that I read that was really interesting. It's from a friend that I know, Lucy Yin. She was a product manager at Google. And we wanted to, She she put together this excellent blog post. And I thought that uh, she she often talks about things that are passionate to her, uh, like career development and things along those lines. But I thought that this was just a good solid nuts and bolts of product management uh, blog post. And I thought it was really, really cool. So I wanted to give you some background. So she was a product manager at Google Health for at least the last two years. And some of her primary things were launching features on search and maps, like things that help you find tele- telehealth options, etc. So she uh, made a decision, a tough decision. She was going to leave Google and uh, pursue an opportunity in a startup. So that's kind of cool. I know that she loved her time at Google and this was more of a reflection of what she learned from Google, which I thought was great. And she gives the top three things that she took away as a coach from Google. I thought that was just our product, uh, you know, as a product manager at Google. And I thought that these were cool. So the first one she puts is the googly ethos is real and awesome, which I do believe is true. Everyone who interviews at Google is assessed for their googlyness. This includes being ambitious, humble, and always doing the right thing. Isn't that awesome? In addition to being whip smart, a large majority of Googlers are incredibly nice and helpful. Every single person has the ability to give uh, cash quote unquote, peer bonuses multiple times a year. So that, that could also help everyone get along. But it makes working at Google a great joy. So Google actually has these, these peer bonuses, which are super duper cool. And it's just another way that they create this really cool high energy atmosphere. Uh, Google corporate does everything it can to help make a work environment as safe and comfortable as possible. Uh, the food, the money to buy, um, lots of working hour flexibility, um, an especially great part of the culture is the zero blame aspect. This transforms a company as it allows people to feel safe taking risks. And when something does go wrong, teams can have transparent retrospectives and conversations and implement useful processes to help prevent mistakes from happening in the future. Wow. You know, it's so cool to hear that, that they create this environment of psychological safety. I thought it was really interesting. And she put a little side note. She says, you know, the case of imposter syndrome is real here. I constantly felt very lucky, but also hopelessly unqualified to be surrounded by such, so many smarter, better people that I could learn tons from. I think that's just so cool. You know, not not imposter syndrome, but I think it's just cool that you can acknowledge that when you pull great minds together, that you're going to see some really, really cool things happen. So that's awesome. And I think that when you look at creating an ethos or a community or an atmosphere where people just feel like, wow, this culture is just incredible. That is probably one of the big takeaways that I got, The organizations that do this uh, really do a fantastic job. I recently had a chance to go out and visit uh, one of my clients. Uh, The name of their company is Reading Horizons, and they help uh, put education in classrooms to help teachers or, or to help people who have students with learning or reading disabilities or uh, you know dyslexia or other things, not necessarily disabilities, but it's just fantastic to see what they do. But the thing that I recognized the most was when I went to their office, the culture was just out of this world. Everyone loved what they did. Everyone knew they had purpose. Everyone was driven. It was just so awesome. I wish more companies could have this Google-y feeling, right? The second that she brings up is that Google is a large bureaucracy where launching something takes a village. Okay. So she's quick to point out Google is a hundred and eighty billion plus dollar revenue company. The downside of doing something that harms its golden goose, ads, search, maps, etc., is extremely high. Thus, there's a very extensive process uh, in place to rigorously check, limit any potential user harm, production defects, PR risks, etc. Uh, PMs need to be patient, as this process sometimes can take months. As a result, things take a long time. This is not unlike any large, co- any other large companies, and I'd imagine Google is more is likely more agile than other companies similar in size. These processes are important for the user experience, whether it's making sure the search experience stays whip fast or that user privacy is meticulously preserved according to various state and country level regulations. Now, this was interesting because I love that she pointed this out because to me, when people ask me what companies doing agile really well, Google's one of the first one that comes to my mind because they really do a fantastic job. Now, their release process and their release cycle even though they seem very nimble is often heavyweight and i believe this is what she's talking about and it's okay because i think when you are google you need to make sure that you're doing the right thing and i think that's where she was going and then third uh, she learned a lot about core pm skills and she gives a couple of examples the first example she says is how to own and launch products that are made for millions of people product managers at google for better or for worse service the nexus of dozens of functions including UX, BD, legal. Uh, They own product roadmaps. And you have to learn aspects of everything, including running a cross-functional process, providing a product vision and roadmap, uh, how to conduct user research studies, design design using a scalable, thoughtful UI, engineering production to support billions of pings, uh, pitching and signing partners and crafting a nationwide marketing campaign. I mean, that alone is just enough, right? But there's there's so much more. But when you're thinking about everything that Google does at Google scale, it's it's pretty cool you're, you're not thinking of just applying this one feature for tens of thousands of people, but for billions of people, which is kind of awesome. Second, what she pointed out was how to set a higher standard or pivot, uh, pivot a the team and do something new. It's kind of hard because this is, this is one of those love-hate things. She said, at times I felt bad or unqualified, asking for an extra analysis from data science or another review um, at the UI or another revision at the UI. However, working with great people means this type of dialogue results in thoughtful discussion of merits and tradeoffs of product expansion, excellence, and often a better product. My product director halted a launch because she felt a feature should have more options for vulnerable users on Medicare and Medicaid. That's a good example. As a result, our team came up with a solution in 24 hours, and an extra bit of thoughtfulness made this product much better in the long term. Why don't other people do that? Why don't other organizations do that? I can't tell you how many times people are rushing to get something out the door, and they're not taking the time to figure out what they really need to do and what impact it's going to have. And I think our focus should be on outcome and impact more so than output. We talk about that a lot. So another one she points out is how to relentlessly hunt down and flesh out new roadmap opportunities. Product managers at any moment are grappling with a thousand directions that their product roadmap can go. That can feel overwhelming. No kidding, right? Uh, PM should go above and beyond to propose new ideas for a long-term roadmap. Gather uh, additional information uh, to meaningfully assess the user value and feasibility ideas. This supports the whole Bafata piece. And, uh, you know, we talked about how they apply it at Apple. Obviously, they're applying something similar at Google. uh, But some of the most inspirational colleagues would constantly work across organizations at Google just so that um, they could read the latest peer-reviewed literature, consult experts to understand new ways a product could expand, and to just grow and learn. And I think that's so important. You need to look for those opportunities. She also points out that she learned how to focus on metrics, metrics, metrics. It's kind of funny because at Google, she says, if you can't measure it, don't build it. It's kind of a mantra, but it's one of those things. Are you measuring the right thing? And I think that's the, is it clinical or is it scientific? Or does it really prove that you built the right product or service? And I think this is just a smart way to assess. You have to learn how to motivate a team. Google can be a distracting place. You can imagine there are a lot of interesting teams doing amazing things. It's easy to get caught up in what someone else is doing. You have to go in and have the right mindset. And finally... Uh, she said that you learn how to scale a product organization because scaling, I, I mean, Agile's behemoth, let's just call it or, um, Agile. Agile is behemoth, but Google's behemoth, behemoth. So you have to learn how to really scale across an entire organization, especially if you know your product's going to scale across multiple platforms, multiple industries. It's going to be something that's used worldwide. You know, you have to look at it. Through the lens of growth and if you look at it through the lens of growth and opportunity, it's really going to be something that's helpful for you. And I think that's something that a lot of really or large organizations, you know, don't, don't take enough time to assess and, and they worry so much about it later that it causes them grief in the end. So I think this advice is sound advice, whether it's Google product management or product management at your company, I think a lot of these principles still apply. I think it's just an opportunity for you to get excited about product management and to learn what some of the bigger customers are doing to see how far off you are. And, you know, I I sincerely hope, Lucy, that your time at your new startup is fantastic. I hope that you really tackle things there and that they see the value that you can provide. But I'm grateful that you took the time to write this blog post. you know what I learned as a product manager at Google was a successful blog post. I love reviewing it. Someone sent it over to me, and I'm like, "That's pretty smart." I need to make sure that I pull that into one of my podcast episodes, and I'm glad that I did. If you have a topic that you'd like for us to cover in a daily standup podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Learn more at agiledad.com, where we'd love to talk about your topic. And uh, you know, as always, we encourage you to visit agiledad.com. We can learn more about product management or any other Agile topic for that matter. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay Agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.